Welcome to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. everybody and welcome back to the Catholic Brides podcast. Today I am joined by Kayla Nalus. Kayla is a Catholic primary school teacher in Sydney, Australia. She has been married for nearly three years to her husband Elias and they share the blessing of a son who is two years old and named Isaac. Kayla is coming on the show today to talk a little bit about her life as a Catholic bride and also specifically about uh, passing your faith down to your children. Welcome to the show Kayla. Hi Anne, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to get to know you and to talk a little bit more through this conversation. Um, Why don't we just start with you just telling us a little bit more about yourself and about your life as a Catholic bride? Yep. Um, So I've nearly been married for three years now um, to my wonderful husband, Elias. Um, I met Elias, it was random, when I was, when I would have been about 20. And I was not looking to settle down. I was in my 20s and I just, you know, was going out a lot and loved hanging out with my friends. And God put Elias into my life. And I had a funny feeling about, not a funny feeling, a good feeling about meeting him. I thought he was different to everybody else. And something told me that he was was good. Um, And actually I had a like a spiritual encounter from my grandfather who passed away and I remember dreaming and I'm seeing my grandfather I'm getting teary now but I'm seeing my grandfather my grandfather told me Kayla Kayla he's a good man he's a good man this man um sorry I'm tearing up but um and after that um we dated for seven years and um yeah I've been blessed to be married to him for nearly three years so um, that's my story, yeah, of meeting Elias and having that spiritual encounter and that dream of my grandfather telling me that he's a good person and, and you know, I believe that's from God and that's God's plan to, to put Elias into my life because he's a wonderful husband, um, yeah, very helpful and a beautiful father to Isaac. Oh, sorry, I'm getting very emotional talking about this. <laughs> um, yeah, so we do share a blessing of Isaac um, and he is our light in this world and he is full of energy and such got such a great personality um, and he's always happy, um, which is infectious to our family because he, you know, provides so much joy to us and he provides us hope and he provides us with so much love that that we need um especially in times of like this when we're in lockdown at the moment um yeah he's our he's our shining light every day um yeah so that's about how I met Elias and my son um a bit about my family I I got brought up in a pretty strict Catholic family um we were at church every Sunday um and we wouldn't dare to speak or move (laughs) um we 
you know, we're always taught to say our prayers first of all. Like if we got caught watching the TV before we said our prayers, we would be in trouble. Um, but you know, and, and back then when I was younger, I just didn't understand, like, you know, my mum was quite, you know, we had to say the rosary every night. And if and if we didn't, we would, you know, um, she wouldn't be happy with us. And, I, and I, when I was seven and eight, I thought, oh, you know, I don't want to do this. I'd rather be watching TV. But when I look back now, um, I'm so grateful for my mum and I'm so grateful for my grandma for instilling these strong faith um values into me that I can pass on to my husband and to my son um, so without them I wouldn't have any faith and it's and it's to them that they've just instilled this great faith in me and I really appreciate that mm. um, and then I've gone on to being a, a Catholic school teacher for seven years so um, I, I'm my my vocation I believe and I believe God's God had this plan for me is to bring this faith to my son and to the students that I work with every day. Um, and, you know, I, I always prayed and I always prayed that I, I get into uni and I did that. And I always prayed that I get a good job and thank God I did that. So God has a plan for me and everything that I prayed for, I've got it now. And God will test us and God will challenge us. Um, I'm not saying, you know, my life's going to be easy, but he, he will test us and challenge us. But I feel so much stronger than than I ever have before in believing in, in his plan. So that's a little bit about my life story. That's beautiful. So what are some things from your childhood growing up that you learned or did as a family that you now use and do as a family with your own family? Yeah, well, I try to make my home um, a sacred place. Um, around my home I've got you know the crucifix at the door I've got um, palms that were blessed at Palm Sunday all around my house and I tend to put some even on the window seals around my house just you know as a, like my mum always did that had palms everywhere um, we always prayed the rosary at night time and, and I've just started having Isaac with me praying the rosary um and even though he's two and he's got a short attention span I don't mind if he's you know um brings a toy in with him but as long as he's hearing me saying those prayers um you know he's praying with me um and he's starting to now speak and say the how Mary and the our father which is so beautiful to see and I just bought him his own pair of children rosary beads that he can use as well and he loves holding his own rosary beads so I guess the same thing that that I brought to my family is creating a sacred space in my house with pictures of Jesus pictures um the crucifix and the holy palms from Palm Sunday and having them around my house and continuing praying with my son and my husband as well every night that's beautiful I really like how you said as long as he's hearing it the words that you're saying he's praying with you as well because that's so true that he even if though he is young and might not fully understand like he's still able to listen to what you're saying and participate in that way and I think that's a really beautiful reminder yeah yeah and and like I'm trying to keep it as a routine for him like every night he's in routine of saying the rosary with mummy and daddy um and and he and he'll stay there like he'll sit with me and and he's starting to pick up the words which is just amazing like it makes me so happy mm, that's beautiful 
So is there other things that you uh, can learn or you've learned to, to implement or do with your children? Because um, you work as a Catholic school teacher. So are there things that you do in the classroom with your children to help foster that environment of faith in the classroom? Well, I, I like to think I, I try to put faith um, into every lesson that I teach. Um, first of all, my first priority as a teacher would be uh, their well-being. Um, if they're not happy at school, then they're not going to learn anything. So I, I feel like I work really well with those students that struggle to come to school, that, that struggle, that, that have a hard home life. Um, I provide a lot of empathy to my students um, and I feel like I've got that soft, nurturing nature um, that, that sometimes I feel like I'm a second mum to them. Um, I've got, yeah, so they'll come in the classroom and just, just being like Jesus and just being empathetic and being loving towards my students is my number one priority. Um, and then once they're happy in the classroom, then they're more likely to learn so much more. So what I do in my classroom is I, I, I do a lot. <laughs> um, normally, um, so I, I've taught the younger grades for a lot longer but now this year they've put me on the older children which which is um which is great as well but with the younger children I used to play a lot of Christian music while they're working and I would play it day in and day out and by the end of the year they knew the words to all the songs and I would tell them students I said this is a way to pray you don't have to you know open up your book or say a decade of the rosary I said you can turn on this music and that's praying to God as well and they got so engaged in um, listening to music and, and um, singing to the songs that if I forgot one day, they would say, Mrs. Nalus, can you please put the song on because we want to sing the song. Mm -hmm. So I would play lots of Christian music. I would do a daily devotion in the morning and I would say, well, this is our focus for today. We're going to learn to be kind to one another. And I would tell them how they could be kind, like being on the playground or being in, in the classroom. So we would do a daily devotion and we would do a gospel of the day. Um, I would also like explain like saints feast days and special um, days on the on the um, liturgical calendar, and we would do lots of activities based on the um, event for the day. So yeah, um, the priest. I would invite the priest to come in and talk to the kids as well, um, and I also strive to encourage them to say the rosary. Um, I remember one year, more well, a few years in a row, I would buy a set of rosary beads and hand them out to my students and teach them to say the rosary as well. So yeah, lots of lots of things um, that I'm doing for my students. And actually Sydney at the moment, we're in lockdown and I was talking to my colleagues and I was thinking, well, how can I bring the faith to students if they're not at school? And I suggested that we have a virtual prayer session um, where we, you know, say a decade of the rosary, um, we might look at a Bible verse and we might give them a reflection for the day. And, and, it's, and it's optional, they don't have to do it, but I'm encouraging them all to tune in for my prayer sessions on, via Zoom online um, to just allow them to reconnect with their faith and allow them to um, talk to God so God can give them strength through this difficult time of being in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And like all of those things that you mentioned, I think also could be implemented in a home life. Like if there's anybody That's listening, right. like yes. that 
some like some of the stuff might strike them as things like oh I could do that I could play more Christian music for my children and let them pray in that way because I think all of the things you mentioned are like super beautiful in the classroom and also for people to be able to do at home as well that's correct and even like the daily devotions like you could speak to your children at home and when Isaac is older I'll you know give him a goal for today and say well try and be kind to somebody today or try to do something that makes somebody smile today and give them that goal to be a better person and just to be like Jesus to be Christ-like so that's something that people could try at home as well with their own children and for themselves Hmm, for sure I think it's also important to remember to implement these things but also to do the best that you can and sometimes like the best that you can do is to provide that happy and healthy and nurturing environment for your children and that is also like super beautiful and a beautiful witness and they're going to learn so much just from that as well yeah yeah so if somebody is looking to um, implement things or grow deeper in faith with their children what would you recommend for them to start with um, there are so many resources and things online that are targeted to kids these days. So there's your own colourful rosary beads that you can buy online and get them their own rosary beads. Um, and there's lots of beautiful picture books that you can find online um, to teach children about how to say the rosary or about different saints or even a Bible with beautiful colourful pictures and not so many words that can help engage students to read the Bible. I also found, and I'm not too sure um, about these toys in America, but um, I've bought my son, it's a, um, it's a saint. And when you, when you put his hands together, it prays the rosary. So even toys um, provide lots of opportunity for prayer for children. Um, Mm -hmm. So books, toys, um, there's music that they can listen to, and that can be accessible through YouTube or Spotify, like Catholic, you know, or Christian music for kids. Um, And I think just trying to make it fun and engaging, um, you know, mixing it up with with technology nowadays, you can find so much, you know, on a device. So you can find videos as well for children. And if you want to teach them more about Jesus, there's lots of biblical videos that are in cartoons that that are quite appealing to students as well, Um, and students and children, sorry. Yeah. Mm. And even just taking them for a walk and just saying, you know, like, look at God's creation, what has God created and letting them appreciate having a look at what's outside their window and appreciating that God's created all of this and letting them recognize that and being thankful for that. That's, you know, being thankful is such a big thing that, that God just wants us to do. I think that is really beautiful how you mentioned, like, going out in God's creation I mean, taking that intentional time to just draw their attention to it and draw their attention to the fact that God created it and how beautiful it is and just being able to see God's beauty within yeah. that. Because children have such a large comprehension for things that I don't think as adults we can really fathom how much they understand, but they understand so much more. And I feel like that's such a simple way to let them enter so deeply into one of God's greatest mysteries. Right. And sorry, can I also add that there are lots of guided meditations that children can do online um, based on like faith and talking to Jesus. 
um, mm. and I do that a lot myself. Um, you know, I do lots of meditation, and and I feel like it's the way that I can talk to God and Jesus, and I and it's yeah, it's become very purposeful for me as well. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like children, like just like adults, we all have our preferred way to pray that we can enter more deeply into prayer. And I feel like children also have that and just be aware of that is really good. And to know that it might not be the same way that you enter deeply into prayer, but working with your child to find things that can allow them to enter more deeply into prayer, I think is super beneficial and taking that intentional time to learn that about your child. That's correct. Yes, I agree. So as we're kind of drawing to the close of our time together, I have one more question for you that I ask all of my guests. And that is, what is your favorite Bible verse or passage and why? This was a hard one because I have so many, but I think the one that really stands out to me is um, from Matthew chapter 17 verse 20 and it's it's this and it says this because of your little faith for truly I say to you if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you mm. um and just having that little bit of faith in God and and get that that gives you an enormous purpose in life giving you hope in life just having a little bit of faith to say you know, God, get me through this or help me with that. Um, and having that that um, scripture passage to, to reassure you that everything's going to be okay and anything can be impossible for you is is so empowering um, for my life. And I, and I want to instill that for my son and for all my students that nothing will be impossible for you if you have faith in God. So I feel very... Um, yeah, I feel very strongly about this passage and I feel like it just speaks to all of us to say that have faith and anything is possible. We just have to believe. That's beautiful. And such a really good reminder for all of us to continue to believe in God, especially when times are hard, especially right now in today's day and age with COVID and everything going on, to just remember to trust in him and he's going to take care of us. That's correct, yeah, and and giving that hope to, to students and, and to children, like, and just seeing them smile and, and feel um, happy within themselves that God's there to protect them um, just puts me at ease as well because, because they're much happier, you know, in their life as well. Mm, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Kayla, for taking the time to come on the show today. If people want to find you online, where can they best do that? Yep. So I've actually got an Instagram page um, dedicated to my Christian faith and it's underscore living on grace. Okay, perfect. And I will link that in the description of this podcast. So people can just click that and uh, check it out and follow Kayla if you would like to. Well, thank you so much, Kayla, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much, Anne. Um, this is not something that I normally do, but I just felt that um, God really wanted me to send out the message to, to encourage you all to connect your faith and encourage your children to do the same and to believe in God and to do good to one another. So God bless everybody.
And God bless you too. And God bless all of our listeners. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you again in the next episode. You have been listening to the Catholic Brides podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides at gmail.com. I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful and blessed day.